This is episode 653 of the AWS podcast, released on February 23rd, 2024. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official AWS podcast. We got a super special treat for you today with a three-episode series around energy. And in this podcast, this is the first episode where we're going to talk about energy transition. I'm Hanwen Lochran, also known as Han Solo, your friendly neighborhood co-host of the official AWS podcast, and I am joined by Carol Yan. Welcome, and thank you for joining us. Delighted to be here. Awesome. So you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do at Amazon Web Services? Sure. As the AWS EMEA head of energy transition and renewables, I'm part of a team that looks after a portfolio of customers that share a goal of building clean energy systems. So my role is focused on driving digital transformation programs to scale and integrate renewable technologies, solving complex customer challenges, and deliver innovative and efficient solutions on AWS. Nice. Super excited about this one because we're here to talk about energy transition and how data is powering the energy industry. So we're hearing the term of energy transition used a lot across the media, but what is it really talking about? In the most basic terms, energy transition is all about changing the way energy is made, how energy is moved, and how energy is used. So let me break that down. In how energy is made, what the transition refers to is shifting the amount of energy produced from traditional sources like oil, coal, natural gas to renewable sources like wind, solar, hydrogen, etc. But it's not just about changing the way we make electricity. We also need to upgrade our energy highways the electrical networks that carry power from where it's made to where it's used. It's like building better roads to handle more traffic. And as we switch to using more clean energy, our gadgets, you know, our cars, our factories, our homes need to adjust to using this new kind of energy too. So how I define energy transition is about making that big positive change in how we get, move, and use energy, upgrading to a better, cleaner energy system that's good for both us and the environment. This is awesome because I love the concept of energy highways and how it flows through that, what you're calling the electrical networks through our everyday uh, usage. So it's about that shift, right? Uh, What are some of the proof points do you have that it really is underway? Yeah, let's look at the data you made. Show me the money. So in 2023, we're witnessing an industry-wide surge with a staggering 2.8 trillion projected investment as a whole. What's particularly striking about that number is over half of that total, 1.7 trillion, is flowing directly into clean energy initiatives. And then if I were to drill down even closer, one of the data points that jumps out to me is in 2023, solar power investment is due to hit more than $1 billion a day or you know, $382 billion for the year, while the investment in oil is going to stand at $371, which means for the first time in history, solar has outspent oil. And these data points are inspiring because it, it shows a lot of industry firsts. But additionally, what I find particularly encouraging is that the overall financial shift of the past few years is increasing towards more and more investments in clean energy. That is amazing. And it definitely will contribute to our climate pledge and our sustainability efforts. So that's awesome. So what trends have shaped this transition? 
there's been several milestones that have significantly shaped the energy transition, and that's driven by a whole bunch of factors. We could probably spend one podcast alone on that. But if if I were to name a few off the top of my head, it's driven by a lot of the global environmental concerns, economic factors, energy securities, as well as advancements in renewable energy um, technology. So if I were to break that down from a renewable energy cost reduction and technical advancements over the past decades, we're seeing the cost of renewable energy technologies like solar panels and wind turbines drop dramatically. And that's made these technologies a lot more economically competitive with traditional fossil fuels, which then encourage their uh, water adoption. So we love the flywheel example. This is a perfect example of that. Additionally, advancements in offshore wind technology have opened up new opportunities for harnessing wind energy in areas with strong, consistent winds, then that contribute to the overall growth of the renewable energy capacity. So broadly speaking, renewable energy has become much more affordable as well as much more advanced. Then, you know, you alluded to the pledge. There we're seeing lots of companies across the world setting really ambitious sustainability goals, including things like using 100% renewable energy. Amazon included has set these very ambitious net zero carbon emissions goals and is the the world's largest buyer of renewable energy, which does have its own challenges um, in meeting that. And what that really translates is companies are exploring new and meaningful ways of bringing these goals to life, things that they've never had to do before, whether that's on-site generation, power purchase agreements, energy efficiency programs, the list goes on to, to be able to mobilize corporates to do good business, but also good, positive change for the environment. And ultimately, we can't forget about you and I, the end customers. Our needs and wants are changing. There's a definite shift in societal values, especially in newer generations, including that emphasis on environmental stewardship and climate change. So whether it's the electric vehicle boom, or starting to see much more um, smart home technologies like Nest, where you can start to optimize energy consumption, that all helps in moving the needle on the energy transition in a very meaningful way. Gotcha. So what I'm hearing is the convergence of environmental concerns, economical viability, and technological advancement has created a positive feedback loop in a way, right? So making the transition more realistic and achievable more than ever, right? Exactly. Awesome. So while we can see an obvious vector of change, right, can you talk about the challenges for specific industry areas, like for renewables and grid operations? Yeah, for sure. The energy transition impacts all industries and creates both challenges and opportunities. Um, As a renewable developer, while the outlook is fantastic in terms of growth, right, some of our customers are quoting 8x, 10x increase of total renewables that they plan to install in the next 30 years, they face that comes with a whole bunch of real challenges. First, there are now a lot of new entrants in the renewable energy market and companies are finding it really hard to build sufficient project pipelines, getting access to that electrical network, putting all the right permits in place to move these projects forward and seeing a lot of heavy competition on price. Second, there's not a lot of room on the grid to absorb more renewable energy. Some grids already are straining under the pressure and companies need a lot more transparency on how their projects are impacted and how they're allocated. And finally, there's, um, if I just had to pick three, the third one would be all around supply chain constraint. It's really hard to manufacture, transport, and keep pace with innovation in this field as the market continues to expand and become more competitive. 
Yeah, that is interesting. It's rather challenging time right now for renewable developers, right? So what about the other side of the value chain? Yeah, the grid operator perspective. Well, conversely, in the same way that now more energy is being produced by the renewable developers that um, I was just mentioning, grid operators have to react to that increase in supply. And that supply can be unpredictable and intermittent because sometimes it's not sunny or windy when you want it to be or need it to be. And that causes a whole host of challenges for the grid operators, right? The the need for the grid flexibility to respond to this variable generation and grid congestion and whilst maintaining and ensuring grid resilience in response to adverse weather and cyber attacks, just to name a few. So imagine that you're putting together a puzzle with different pieces. Each piece is a different type of energy source, like solar, wind, or coal. And your job is to arrange the pieces so they fit perfectly and create a complete picture. But some of the pieces are trickier to fit in, right? The ones that constantly change shape. And that example is exactly the role that a grid operator has to do. They have to fit together different energy sources to make sure that everyone gets the energy that they need, even when some of the sources are unpredictable. And and then, well, how do you manage unpredictable? We believe that digital and data play a key role here in creating a lot more transparency and unlocking data so grid operators can more effectively plan and forecast and deliver that safe, reliable energy for their customers. Yeah, again, I can imagine trying to put those different pieces of puzzles together, if you will, from those energy sources, right, from that grid operator could be challenging. So how are like organizations addressing these challenges? The short answer is that they have to move fast. They have to do it quickly. Companies are looking to adapt to this new landscape and acknowledge that it is really hard. One of the key strategies we're observing is the use of strategic partnerships, which is where we come in. And that typically requires a new operating model that allows these large companies to address the space and complement the skills gap and culture shift that comes with building new businesses by working much more agile to drive change. Gotcha. So forming partnership is a way to bridge the skill gap and drive innovation. Is that correct? Exactly. These partnerships are more than just business transactions. They're a fundamental shift in operating models. When it comes to navigating the challenges of digital transformation, there is a need for a diversity of skills, whether it's data analytics, cybersecurity, to renewable energy generation. Partnerships allow organizations to complement what they already have in-house, their existing strengths, with external expertise. And whether the partnerships can be found in organizations by introducing startups with cutting edge technologies or partnerships being formed with energy companies and big data and IoT companies so they can really use data as an asset. And quick plug on the two other episodes of this mini series to my colleagues, Craig and Shema, who are doing a deep dive in both of these topics. I gotcha. So it sounds like partnerships are indeed driving change, right? But, But what are the other strategies organizations are trying to use? While partnerships are a significant aspect, organizations are also focusing on internal cultural shifts. They're recognizing that a culture of innovation, adaptability, openness to change is essential. It's why we get asked all the time about our peculiar Amazonian culture and what they can learn from us to be able to incorporate into their new culture. And that means fostering an environment where employees feel empowered to experiment, learn, and embracing new cultures. It's not just about technology itself, but how organizations approach change from within. 
Gotcha. And I'd like to dive a little bit deeper on what is the role of Amazon in AWS building these communities for the energy transition. One of the key differentiators that AWS has in this space is our culture. We have a dedicated group that just focuses on this energy transition space with people that have come from industry, like myself, who are completely focused on working with large energy companies to transform their business. Digital and data play that backbone of the transition, and that allows these companies to build customer-aligned and data-driven organizations that can help transform their legacy operations into much more digital, modern businesses. Where they look to us is bringing in these new tool sets around data and analytics, machine learning, generative AI, customer engagement, whatever it may be, to really help accelerate the time to value. But where I spend a lot of my time is helping customers scale innovation. A lot of companies call us when they've already done the hard work themselves and have found a pocket of value and delivered that through a proof of concept. Because companies, I find, have struggled to be able to then figure out how to scale this across their entire global organization. And that's where our team adds the most value. Gotcha. And I love the concept of accelerating like customer engagement with you know, machine learning and Gen AI, but also working backwards and how to scale that innovation though. So globally, which is amazing. So how is Amazon and AWS supporting companies with the energy transition? And what some are some of like the recent energy transition success stories that you've seen that would inspire like change? Yeah, it's a really exciting time right now to be working in the energy transition. We're, we're starting to see some real tangible results and outcomes with the work we're doing with customers. I have many examples, but today I'll briefly talk about three. Wind Europe is one that I've been personally very close to. And to paint a picture, the European Union uh, needs to build an average of 31 gigawatts of renewable energy capacity every year until 2030. And today it's only at 16. And a big reason why is because so many of these projects are stuck in the permitting process. It can take up to 10 years to approve a single project. And so the European Union member states, all the different countries, are going to need help to transform the way that they simplify permitting and bringing innovation to scale from new partners. That's when Wind Europe approached us to partner on a digital solution that's going to reduce the decision time increase the accuracy of the wind permits, and provide transparency of the overall permitting process. That goal is to cut down the permitting process from 10 years to two, which would be a big game changer for the industry. Additionally, we're doing amazing work with other customers like Ibadrola, one of the world's largest clean energy company. Earlier this year, Amazon announced a new global collaboration to support the development of large-scale renewable energy projects as well as leveraging cloud computing technology to enhance the digitalization in the energy transition to support smarter grids, customer engagement, and connected clean power. My final example is the work that we're doing with GE Digital. GE Digital today supplies a lot of the software that grid operators are currently using. And with AWS, we're working with them for a version 2.0 for them to deliver intelligent grid orchestration solutions. These software solutions are going to help utilities digitally transform, modernize the power grid, as well as accelerate the energy transition. And that is quite remarkable of all of these companies with the energy transition on the progression of what we're doing today. So that's awesome. So we discussed a lot today, right? So what would be the one takeaway for the listeners? 
Sure. We've talked a lot today about how the energy landscape is evolving, and these challenges provide opportunities for innovation and growth, but it's really time is of the essence, and no one has all the answers by themselves. So the one takeaway I would ask of the listeners is all around partnership. Partnership, partnership, partnership. Partnership has to be the path forward. It's only when we combine the different strengths of different organizations that allow us to conquer these big challenges together and make a real impact on the industry to deliver on that promise of a cleaner, healthier planet. Agreed. Better together and together we will save the world. One uh, in a transition at a time, at least. Cool. So where can listeners go find out more about how AWS can help? If uh, listeners want to see more stories, get more assets about you know how they can get started or reach out to us, they can go to aws.amazon.com forward slash energy. Cool. So Carol, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. And as always, we love to get your feedback. There is a link in the show notes of where you can get more info on the AWS energy transition and of course, to submit your feedback. And always, and until next time, keep on building.